Blog Talk Radio. butterfly you have to let her be for she has crawled around for too long in the world she must see there was a period of time she was locked away in a shell all her own now she is able to fly in the world she must roam for as you know her time here will not last forever so cherish the time you have in the times you are together. You see, the wind dictates her direction and where she will go. If you are to travel with the butterfly, then just follow her flow. Butterfly flow. Adrian Charleston. All right. Let's start the show by bringing on Adrian Charleston. Adrian Charleston. Yes. Hey. hey yes. <laughs> yes. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Good. Yes. What is, what is, what's up? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, just chilling. I, I didn't get my nap today, so I'm a little, you know. <laughs> oh yes, I understand. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, 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 Chamber Seven was on Big Woo Radio during your nap time. <laughs> yes, so I, so I, I stayed up and listened. Oh yes, oh yes. I'll definitely catch it on yes, the replay, yes. but I I know it's it's great. Yes, oh yes. yes. I I don't I don't see Raven, but is she well? Do you know if everything's good? 
I reached out to her today. She was okay, and then I asked her, and she said she couldn't think about it right now. She would get back to me, and then I hadn't heard anything else from her. So maybe she's still resting. Oh. I know she has to continue to rest, so I don't know if she is still resting and ended up not, you know, getting up in time, but I am not sure because I know she has oh, a lot yes, of recovery I'm... to go. So, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Definitely, Raven. Get well soon. And definitely, definitely. Well, uh, well, let's let's bring on um, let's bring on the guest. Radia Johnson. Radia. Hey, everybody. Hey, Radia. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Miss Butterfly. How are you? I am good. I love your book. It is so inspiring. Thank you. Thank You're welcome, you. honey. I got it sitting <laughs> up on my mantle. And I still have, I'm going to get yours. I'm gonna get, I saw yeah, your whenever post you can. Said, delete yourself. I'm not deleting myself. I'm staying on your page, and I'm going <laughs> to get your book. <laughs> Y'all know I'll be joking. I'll, I'll throw shots, but I'll really just be playing. <laughs> okay. But I saw it. I took heed. I was like, oh, I don't want to get deleted. Let me get this book no. before I get deleted. <laughs> I'll never, never. Y'all family, I love y'all. Never. Okay, good, good. And how you doing there, Mr. J? Oh, yes, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing doing quite well. Good to hear it. I'm so excited to be back to chop it up with you guys. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh-huh. Now, actually, before we start the interview, there's two things I want to do. Um, it's not going to take up too much time. But uh, Adrian Charleston. Yes. Could 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 you do me a very small favor? Uh-oh. Right? On the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I want to do is I want to get you saying, yes. And I want to capture that moment and use it as a sound bite for the future, if that's fine. <laughs> If that's okay with you. Yes. <laughs> okay, but I but I want I want to I want to make sure that there's when I when I cut and paste I want to make sure there's no, you know anything you know catching it. So I'm going to count to three. After three, just let I guess another second go by, and then yes. All right. That is not how I sound, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I know I can't do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> One, two, three. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, that, that's not the. Uh, well, that's not the one. Uh, but yeah, that wasn't it. One. <laughs> no, the one. That's not the one. Adrian, huh? Yeah. I didn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Rodney, yes. explain to her what she does. It was more like <laughs> yes. Like yes. when I first yes. come yes. home, I was like yes. When I say no, yes. you put a little more yes. emphasis yes. on the S. You put, you put yes. more emphasis on it, yes. Yeah, yeah. See, now I, I'm on the spot. I don't know how to do it. It was more oh, like, man. Yes. 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 She got to yes. do it naturally. I got it. I got it. Thank you. Thank you, Randy. I got it. <laughs> good, good. All right. One, two, three. Yes. Definitely. 
Okay. Thank you. Or was that too excited? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, that, that's <laughs> yeah, that's the, the Adrian one. That's that, that's what I needed. That one, just like uh, like okay. baby. So we yeah, because I was giving you the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um okay. now um now we're gonna do this interview differently as well. Adrian Charleston, do you have any questions to start us off with for Radia and her book? Um, no, because you didn't tell me I was starting off. However, <laughs> I don't have any questions about the book, but you said you um so you were doing an event in Fayetteville and that got, you know, mixed up stuff. You know, people fell through at the last minute, but you said you're going to do it in in Atlanta. Can you talk about that event a little bit? Well, I want to do um, a lot of the events that I do is, well, most of the ones that I do are based around the domestic violence. So this one was a luncheon that I tried to do every year, and it just kind of fell apart here. Um, so I would love to do one in a bigger city, kind of branch out um, of my surroundings mm-hmm. a little bit, if that makes sense. And just try to get yeah. women inspired. That's pretty much what it's about. It's just a free luncheon. I'm going to feed people, and we're going to, you know, mm-hmm. chop it up. And if anybody wants to talk about their stories, which I don't usually suggest because I like to talk about the come up. I like to talk about how you remembered mm-hmm. that you were not supposed to be getting beat up. Um, I don't really want to mm-hmm. do the kumbaya stuff in the luncheon, so we have fun. It's more like a love fest than it is a kumbaya, let's cry about it, because we over it. You know, it, it happened, yes. we survivors, and it is what it is. So now let's show other women how we moved on and how we lived. So yeah. that's pretty and much please, what Yeah, and please keep me posted because I still would like to be Absolutely. a part of it wherever you, wherever you decide to do it. So Absolutely. I might just come to Charlotte and do one there. I, I need to be everywhere. You, where are you? Yes. I'm in Raleigh. Oh, you're too close. I was just yes. up there doing a show, too. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll come to Raleigh and do one too. I, I want to get it. I'm gonna be yeah. everywhere, really, really soon. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Let me know. We'll we'll work something out here in Raleigh. Try to figure yes, out. Some stuff. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. All right, Jay, you can go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, definitely. If you have any anything else, definitely. Let's uh, let's just keep it keep it flowing. You know. There's no uh, set way we're going to do this. You know, if you got any questions, just pop in and out. Okay. Yeah, well, I just want to say this about doing events really quick, if that's okay. Um, I kind of fell away from, you know, doing events where I was charging people to come and, you know, or some kind of cover. So I changed it to where anything that I do, because I do have nonprofit, I try to get everything donated so I don't have to come out of pocket and charge people to, you know, fulfill whatever I spent because I want people to come out. And a lot of people just don't have $25, $30 to buy tickets to come and, you know, do a luncheon or that kind of thing. So when you invite somebody out to do events or to inspire, um, quote, unquote, we'll say that. So it's it's not so much about who didn't show up. It's more about who did because the ones that are there are the ones that were supposed to be there. So the next time I decide to do one, um, and, again, that's another reason why I usually use, like, the library because it's free. And more mm-hmm. people are prone to come out to free events. And getting the message out is key. Having the money to do the events is also a big help. But if, if you can do events and don't charge people, that is the greatest way to do it because you'll tell them to bring a donation or bring a canned food or bring a toiletry or something that you can donate to somebody mm-hmm. else because that's how you get your blessings. 
And it got to come from the heart, right. though. You can't right. just be like, let me do this so somebody can give me something. Just do it from your heart, and, you know, your blessings will flow from that. So I myself had to kind of get away from, well, gosh, I do so much for everybody, and when I need somebody, I'm backed in a corner. So I don't I do not do that mm. anymore. I, You know, I did that for like 30 seconds. But now I'm mm-hmm. more like, okay, it was three people there. Those three people got something out of that event, you know. Right. So I kind of right. encourage mm-hmm. people now to, to think on that that level instead of always thinking, okay, well, let me charge and make this money because it's not about the money. And it's everybody that thinks it is about the money, I don't really trust that because they're going to sell you out for the first dollar somebody offered them. <laughs> mm. That was terrible. But yeah, if you if you if you think about it, and somebody is always doing something for the dollar, it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, it's really not. It's not gonna it's not gonna work because it's gonna fall through, and people are not. They will feel that it's not real. You know, so I figured right, I do right. stuff for free, and everybody knows that. You know, my sister's dreamer is just that. You know. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. So. Definitely. When you uh, do your event in Charlotte, definitely let me know. I'm going to come on out and do some Blacktopia media coverage, whatever. You know, let's let's definitely do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Now, for those that don't know, tell us about the book Wet. Okay. <laughs> Wet mm. is... Um, well, let me say this about the title because a lot of people have a misconception, and it's a slight misconception. It's not a real big. Um, but when I thought of the title, I, I thought of how women are constantly drowned in a bunch of foolery. You know, we, we just go through, and I know men do too, but we go through a lot of things that men don't have to deal with. Um, and we, have, we, we stay stuck up under something or needing an umbrella, you know, or needing somebody else's umbrella. So what was more of that because the women in the stories are really overcoming issues, um, whether it's, you know, in Beauty's Beast, whether it's her and her family issues, um, whether it's wet and the river, you know, they're all going through something that they have to figure out a way how to overcome. Now, Tony in Tony's reign is, um, she's a little more, you know, I don't know what to call her, but <laughs> her character is really, really coming out of the box, you know, with, you know, catching her husband cheating. And she actually ended up having a relationship with the girl that he was cheating with. So that chapter is really just showing how she, she kind of, be it wrong, be it right, you know, how she kind of got over that adultery and moved on with her life. You know, because once she figured out it wasn't about that cheating and it wasn't about that woman that he was cheating with, it was more about you and what you were going through in that relationship. So she figured out she had to fix her. And however she decided to do that was okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes. Oh yeah. Now, how how long did it take you to uh, write this book and complete it? Oh wow. Um, really not long. I it, I sat on it for a re- longer than I actually took to write it. I'm gonna say probably in about ninety days. I had all seventy three thousand words. Um. So yeah, about three months. And actually, it's so weird because I did it all on my phone. <laughs> oh. The whole book I wrote on my phone. Wow, wow. Now, uh, do you have a a certain kind of app or anything that you use, or, or what do you do? No, I just did it in Word, and I sent the manuscript to my publisher, and he tweaked it and edited it. Well, he didn't change any of the wording or anything, but he, you know, because I didn't do any punctuation. <laughs> he said, just write, so I just wrote. So he, he really, I'm going to shout out Sean Sinclair, because he really had to really, really go in there. I didn't put periods, nothing. I just wrote. 
Um, so I know he had a, a little bit of a time, but he did a great job, you know, putting my quotation marks and all of that stuff in there. So, again, shout out to Arthur Sean Sinclair. He, he's really dope. Oh, wow. Dang. Well, <laughs> now what was the best part of writing this book for you? For me, it was all fun. Um, I took a lot of uh, real-life stuff and turned it into a novel. So I've gotten some calls from um, some of my New York fam, and they're like, look, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's several people that really know um, some of the story, the true storylines behind some of the book. It's meant to be a short story novel, a lot of fun, but there are a lot of lessons in each chapter. Um, it, it was it was fun for me. It, it kind of took me outside my box because I am a domestic violence advocate. I am a youth mentor and a life coach. So I think everybody was expecting me to write a self-help book. And I didn't want to do that because I talk self-help. I speak self-help. I, you know, I coach. I wanted to have some fun. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of, I was nervous at first because of the language um, and that kind of thing. But then I just had to figure out, you know, I just got, you just got to be yourself and get it how you can get it. And people actually love it. I've gotten some really good reviews, um, you know, and, and people ask questions, which was really exciting. They get in to know the characters and things like that. So it was just all in fun, just taking me outside my box. And now I'm actually working on the sequel I'm going to do a sequel to each chapter, and we're going to do the YouTube series. And hopefully Netflix, shout out to Netflix to be calling me soon. <laughs> ah, so, yeah, it was, it was definitely. just fun. It was a lot of fun. And a lot definitely, of the stories were, you know. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you um, continue. I, just, sorry. I was going to mention in, um, in one of the chapters where uh, they go to Cairo where she's trying to find her mother. Um, that was kind of close to home for me as well. So I took it and I turned it into another story because I've always wanted to have a different type of relationship with my mother. So it shows how she fought for this relationship. Even though her mother left, um, well, she thought she left because of a drug issue, and she really didn't. She was human trafficked and kidnapped and went through and ended up all the way in Egypt, and her daughter actually went over there and found her. Um, after all of those years, she was grown. So that kind of goes along with my story. I just changed, you know, the storyline. Uh, A lot of the stories are real, and but you won't know it <laughs> unless you know me. Oh, yeah. So, like, oh, my yeah. mother's now, probably reading of, it like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, speaking of it being so real and you putting yourself into it, do you also put in some of the elements of the self-help? I know it's not a self-help book at all. But uh, but do you just sprinkle a little bit of that in there? Yes, absolutely. It's a lot in there, actually. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of explanations behind what the characters are doing and why they're going through what they're going through. So I think that's what gives people the chance to relate. You know, they have the opportunity to say, "Oh my God, wow, that happened to me." I had one young lady call me and say, "I almost felt like you were in my life," and that's what I wanted. Those kind of responses is what I wanted. I wanted people to. Have fun reading it because, of course, the the wet chapter and the deity chapters are entities. That's a river, you know. So people actually got the storyline behind, you know, the river. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that that movie, The Entity. Um, it's really old, so I don't know, you know, how old you guys are, but <laughs> we won't talk about that. But that movie is kind of what I based my book on. Um, and then I took life stuff and kind of, you know, tweaked it and twisted it around and threw it in there too. Uh, Adrian, are are you familiar with the entity? No, I'm 
Oh. Well, y'all got to Google it. I, I don't think it's on Netflix. It's so old. They made, like, two different remakes of it. And for some reason, I don't know why. I, well, I'm not going to say I don't know why because I think I do now. The movie just always stuck with me. Um, The first one was actually a black and white film, and it was a man and his wife had died in this cabin. Um, And the lady went to the cabin, and he fell in love with the lady, but he was dead. So he was a ghost. And the ghost was actually, um, you know, they were having relationships, sexual relationships. Hmm. Um, with mm-hmm. his ghost, and the second one was a little bit, gra- a little more gruesome because he was actually forceful, um, which I really didn't, I didn't care for that too much. But the first one kind of gave you the opportunity to see it. I think for me, it was like, okay, you you can love something that you don't see. You know, you can have faith in something that mm-hmm. you don't see. So that's the lesson I got behind it. You know, I, everybody interprets stuff differently. So that's pretty much where where that one came. Okay, did oh, they yeah. make one in seven, 2017 or no? That's still the old one. Okay, I'm like, what oh, is this going on? It, People haven't uploaded to YouTube, so you know the dates were throwing me off. It looks familiar though. The lady in this yeah, you probably seen it. It was it was really popular when it first came out because it was crazy. It was like, what in the world is this ghost doing to this lady? So and, yes, I do. So she would be laying in the bed, and then he would like rip the sheets off and. Uh-huh. Have her like tied to the bed. I do remember. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> okay, that's it. I, okay. And eventually, with the YouTube series, I want to turn the water into Dang. a real character. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and he and she actually, you know, Aisha is starting to feel in the deity because Aisha wrote wet. Um, in the very first mm-hmm. chapter. So all of these things are happening to her and her friend, her assistant, actually. And the guy, Chink, when they go to Trinidad, he treats her to this nice little photo shoot for her book and this kind of thing. And the things that are happening in the next chapter are actually literally happening to Aisha and her friend on this island because they actually went to the island in Trinidad where she wanted to film, um, you know, her video. So at the oh, end wow. of that story, the very first chapter, she's telling them, okay, let me read you guys the story, and she starts off with the very first line of the next chapter, which is wet. So it's really, really dope. It's, it's weird, and it, it all ties in together, um, you know, even a couple of the other chapters. So I'm having fun. I'm really having fun. People are wanting to play the characters, you know, in the series. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see it on film. Yeah, weird. Oh, weird yeah. is always good. Huh? Oh yeah. I, mean, I would say weird is always good though. Yeah, and especially when you have like real life stuff behind it, because she's really trying mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, her place in the world. She's really trying to figure out what she's. All of the women, of course, have had what we know to be some of our biggest obstacles, men. Um, so they are all going through some issues, and that ties back to me too, because I'm going through issues. Just about everything that happened in the book. Um, I've been through except the river thingy, of course, but <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the only one mm-hmm. that I really, really animated. And then the one in Cairo, because um, they out there mm-hmm. fighting and shooting up people. It's really, really good. No, no, no. It's a good read. And, and tell us why. Keep, keep going. Yeah, it's it's for me. It's a good read. Um, and and from the responses I get, I've gotten, it's really different. And it was not what people expected because as soon as they look at the title, which is what I knew was going to draw people, uh, marketing one on one. I knew, I knew <laughs> yeah, I knew that that would kind of draw people in. But I also want to take 
you know, the next one, I really want to go erotic with it. This one is, I would say semi-erotica. Um, a lot of people say, no, it is, because every chapter is just, you know, nasty or whatever they want to call it. <laughs> um, but it's real-life stuff. We grown. You know, we, we all mm-hmm. have sex. So let's talk about it. You know, and it, a lot of the things in there will tell men, listen, this is what we want. You know, look, move to the left. You're not doing it right. Go to, you know, we can't be afraid to say that, or we're just going to be unsatisfied for the rest of our lives. So a lot mm. of that is in the book as well. You know, how to how to communicate oh, yeah. with, with a, and, and be honest about your, your sexual feelings, because I know a lot of my friends that I talk to have gone years without an orgasm. How the hell, mm. oh, I'm sorry. How, how does no. that happen? You know, and you no, got that, that that deserved a cuss word. That deserved a whole <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's more than one. I have a couple of clients that I coach, which hence the um, Sinclair chapter. So Sinclair is actually Cynthia, and I spelled it S I N, and then Claire. I think I remember that from last time. I think that's the one I read. Yeah. Um, but she is actually a, a relationship sex therapist. So all her clients are coming in there with issues, and her very first client is Claire. And Claire is a mousy little church girl. She don't have no idea what's going on in this world. She's actually dating a guy named Peter, um, So, <laughs> which is nothing wrong with the name Peter. I love you Peters out there. Um, but I just I thought that that was a little, you know, yeah, Peter. <laughs> so that just kind of yeah. shows that she she's not in tune with her sexuality. She's really, really insecure, really, really scared. And Cynthia brings that out of her. Um, and by the end of it, she's having like, you know, they're they're having good sex in the office. You know, she has a an office set up with like a little room where they can do these little um, experiments. And you know, she buys lingerie for Claire, and it's really it's funny because Claire is a nut. She don't even know how to put the stuff on. She's like, what is this and where does this go? Um, so Claire is using all of that to well, Cynthia is using all of that to kind of just coach women to be yourself and just to come outside of the box. Matter of fact, just throw the box away, you know. So at the end of that chapter, yeah. Claire is, um, she's on 10. And she actually, in the next one that I started already, she actually becomes Cynthia's assistant. So that is going to be crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I have now, a question now, from, uh, go ahead. Oh, uh, actually, you can read uh, the question, Adrian. Okay, yes. Tammy had a question in the in the chat, and she wanted to know how did you come up with the characters in the book? Hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> it, am I really going to say this? Ah! Okay. So each character, honestly, is a reflection of Star. Each character is is stuff that came straight out of my head. It's stuff that some hmm. of the stuff is stuff that I've actually lived. So honestly, I didn't really want to, you know to portray it that way so that's why I wrote the book the way I did but it really is a lot of it all me you know mm. so okay yes. and I just kind of made up the names I thought the Sinclair thing was just really cute um because she's telling her yeah, the whole way just Sinclair just Sin <laughs> but everybody else all of the women um you know yeah I, I took most of them from life stories okay um. <laughs> Now, 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 let me ask you, uh, pardon my ignorance on this, because right, I know you're saying okay. so much about the book, and you may have actually answered and said or maybe allude to it that it wasn't, uh, but is somebody actually ha- uh, fucking a ghost in the book? Yes. It's, oh. it's actually the okay. water. 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, I, was, is, I was thinking was the wet. Right. So wet is when I first wrote the book. When I first started, and me and Sean were talking about, you know, where I was going with it. It was it was originally supposed to be wet the whole book, but as I was writing, and I was like, you know what? It would be so much fun to go deeper, you know, and not just talk about the river. Let me just do some, some other stuff. And, and that's why I ended up going all the way left once I finished that chapter. I actually wrote the deity, which is the first chapter, last. Because I figured out, okay, let me let me add a little more to wet, you know, so they would they would kinda get it. I didn't want the whole book to be about the river. But I do want the movie series to be about the river. And it's not even um he's a good guy. He's not trying to hurt anybody. Um, she got, Well, he did kill one of the men that she brought there because she's not supposed <laughs> to be bringing no men to the water. So she, the uh, water actually mm-hmm. turned him to ice, mm-hmm. and he crumbled and died and then threw her up on the waves and commenced to, you know, handle his woman. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he don't – he can't – you can't take nobody there now. He, he's not having that. But he's a nice guy, and she right. actually likes you know, We're going to call him a guy. He's the river, but she actually likes him. Right. So in the next one he'll he'll probably have a name. So he won't just be the river. <laughs> I mean River is oh. a name, River Phoenix, you know. Oh wow, oh, yeah. look at Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> sure is too. It, I know oh, a guy yeah. named River, but I don't know him, but he's an author. Mhm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, now I'm going to have to shout oh, you out for some credit cuz I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Collaborating on the book on the show. That's yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was perfect. No. Oh yeah. And I, I would don't... love to be able to go to um Trinidad one day, and it would be lovely if I could actually film some mm. of the YouTube series there. So I'm I'm shooting mm-hmm. for it all. I'm just I'm not gonna say no. This can't happen. Whatever happens, and all my dreams, I think. Well, I know. I'm just gonna go for it. You know, so mm-hmm. one day we'll be at the Sangre Grande in Trinidad, yes. and I get to play in that water. And God forbid if if that stuff start happening to me in that water, because then I'm gonna really know my purpose. <gasps> Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh wow! What thing you looking for? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, 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 Rodney, let me ask water. you. Uh, That's what he said. Oh. oh God! Oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. it's okay. But, um, uh, but what I was actually going to say was uh, about this about the uh, the filming that you're doing now. Uh, I, I, I was th- I thought it was a, a movie, but it's actually a a series that you're doing. Yeah, we. I want to start it that way. Um, I think that'll get a buzz okay. going. I think we're gonna do. Uh, well, the idea I had was maybe like 15 minutes. Um, just to keep their attention, and then once it gets a nice buzz, because I'm sure it will, um, people like crazy stuff, people like sex, people like real-life lessons, and all of that is in there. So I think once they see, um, I think I'm a great director, so I know I'm going to get on their nerves, but I already told them, y'all, just tell me to shut up and just do your job. You know, I'll, it'll be all right. <laughs> Ignore me, and, you know, let's just get it, because I, the vision that I have, I know exactly how I want it done, and there's no other way that I'm going to, you know, let it be done. Um, and I think 15 minutes is a long time. We were going to do 10, but I'm going to go 15. That way we can probably up, at least upload a series at least one week, or well, a show at least once a week. 
and then we're going to put it together and do a whole movie. Okay, okay. Now, how how far along are you with the uh, with the process, with the filming and everything? Uh, honestly, we're just in the very beginning stages. I've reached out to um, a friend of mine. He's going to be um, doing the camera stuff. Again, money is always an issue. Uh, so shout out to anybody that want to give some donations for this movie. <laughs> Um, but he's willing to help us out. I think people see the vision. I think people see um, that if, when it's done right, we all going to eat because people are going to love this, you know, once we get it on camera. And I really want it to be real. I don't know. Um, well, I know everybody watches Power. So Power's um, love scenes are really graphic and really, really sexy. Um, they're not raunchy. They're not, you know, it doesn't look really bad. It looks, It doesn't look like porn. It looks like love scenes, and I need my actors and people to be able to portray that. Um, I can't have church people in this. I'm sorry, that was that was mean. But I can't have, you know, somebody that is not willing to um, kiss somebody or, you know, it, it has to be the way I see it in my head. So that's probably the, one of my biggest challenges is finding the right characters. Ah. So we, we're well, just in know, the beginning stages. About... Oh, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Now, um. I'll... Also about church folks, they get nasty too because there's a few of them in Blacktopia and they do that. But uh, not yeah, that's true. And yeah, several of them have gotten the book oh, low key. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Uh, okay, so you haven't you haven't ca- uh, casted anyone so far, huh? Um, I, I, I might have like I have some. I have probably. I got about 100 that want to do it, but I have three that I know I'm going to use um, for some of the parts. And all of the scenes are not um, going to be sex scenes, so I can use other people as well. You know, it's not all going to be about that, you know. So it's other, even like the first one with Aisha is the one we're going to do. The very first scene is when she actually meets Chink, which is the guy that, you know, wines and dines her and takes her out to the river and that kind of thing um, and helps her with a book. So, you know, that that's pretty much what that is. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm looking oh, yeah. for anybody if they want to reach out and audition. Just send me a um a tape or you know a video of yourself telling me why you know give me some substance so I know how you're gonna look on camera, how you're gonna talk on camera. If anybody wants to do that, you can send that to my email at msyp73 at gmail dot com. And if you guys know anybody or you know you definitely love to have you guys in it. Like again, I consider you guys family, so I would love to have y'all play some parts. Okay. At least until I can get um, uh-huh. Taraji and, and Idris Alba, and then everybody else got to go sit down somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I want to play a role where I stare at something. I don't even have to speak. Oh, I you know look. what? That is so weird that you just said that. Because the driver oh, of the – okay, oh, my gosh. When they get to Trinidad, there's a um a guy that actually is giving them the tour. He's the boat driver. He takes them out on the water, and he's actually um getting it on with her assistant Lisa at the time. So he becomes kind of a a a, a character in the book, and he is really just staring at stuff because he knows what's going on. And at the end of it, he gives um he gives Aisha a book that has this bloodline in it, and her picture is in it. But she wasn't even born yet. The pictures are in, like, black and white. So this is kind of showing her what the entity and what WED is all about. Even though she wrote the book, she's trying to figure out. At the end of that chapter, he disappears. And he did the whole – that's your part right there. That is so perfect. Oh. So I get to stare, have fake sex, give somebody a book, and disappear? 
I'm great at those things. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> and drive a boat. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, drive, well, I'll learn to drive a boat and bam, boom, we'll do that too. Can't yep. be hard. <laughs> All right, now, for anybody that's listening, if you'd like to join the discussion, give us a call at 929-477-3872. Again, if you're streaming from a link or an app or a third-party website, just give us a call at 929 477 3872 and press one. We're talking to Rodia Johnson about what, and uh, she has parts for people. She could, you know, whatever you want to do. We got Adrian Charleston. Adrian Charleston is uh, is on the line saying great things as well. Everybody's having a good time speaking. So join us and talk to us. And if you also want to start the discussion about any of the discussion topics as well, if you want to talk about the Black Mermaid and all the things that's happening in California, like earthquakes and bills being passed and stuff like that. You're welcome to talk about that as well. Or uh, somebody died, right, this week? We can talk about anything that happened in the news that you or, or, or in the that you want to speak about in the universe. We can talk about it. Uh, I, I have a question okay. for Radia. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Now you're you're on a radio show too now, right? Yes, D103 with Mr. Bob Gay. Um, I do the morning show, and then I have, <laughs> yeah, I have the morning show, and then I have um, a little segment where I do, like, work out, wake up everybody in the morning. So, yeah, I'm now, having a lot of fun with Fayetteville? that. I'm not. Are I'm actually from lady? Brooklyn. Okay. Let me tell mm-hmm. you, and you might know, but let me tell you about D103 FM growing up in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That was the radio station. <laughs> Bob Gay was on the radio station. <laughs> Jay McCray yeah, was people. on the radio station. Gilbert Bays was on the radio station. D one oh three FM. That was what Bay. everybody listened to. Whatever they said is what happened. And when I saw it come back and it was on the um 'cause it's on the internet, right? Or is it uh-huh. uh Yes, yeah, it's internet. Like, oh my goodness! I was so excited, yep. and I need to get on there and listen to some shows. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I had a chance, but I will, especially because you're on there. Bob Gay is on there. Um, Jay is not on there because he's still on um, 107, right? So, um, I but, think the only, um, we only have like it's probably like three of us now so far. It was kind of hard okay. to get like the old people to come back that he had before they yeah, had yeah. other obligations and things, which we understood. So right now yeah. it's really just me and Melissa and Bob and, um, oh gosh, I can't yeah. forget the, the other guy's name. I can't call his name. I'm sorry, sir, but we love you too. It's going to come. Um, and, it's going to come when yeah, you're not so, thinking about it. But before uh-huh. you the show. So, just so it's about four of us that kind of tweak it. The good thing about the internet radio show that we have now is it is everywhere. It's international. You can get it anywhere. Which was the best yeah. part of it. It's not. Um, I don't know if they're all like that. I'm not familiar with it, but I I don't think they all are. I think some of them are local. Um, this one you mm-hmm. can get overseas. This one you can get just about anywhere. So we kind of. It's kind of hard sometimes because in the morning I'm like, okay, we got to shout out Atlanta. We got to shout out North Carolina. We got to shout out Germany. We got to shout out New York. <laughs> so I'm up in the morning yeah. trying to get everybody, you know, waking up and working out. It's a lot of fun. As you can see, I, I talk myself to death. So. I love no, to talk but that, and, I mean, you know, you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah, I love to talk and top of yeah. that. And then we give our, you know, our mentoring and, you know, our inspiration of the day and 
song of the day. And what I love about Bob is he's really into the music. Like, nobody really wants to sit there and mm-hmm. listen to somebody talk the whole time and commercials all through the, the music. Right. That's just annoying. So he just keeps mm-hmm. the music coming. And, you know, he throws us in there every now and then to say a few things or give some pointers. Um, so it's, really, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I can't wait till we Good. get it to where everybody's finally listening again. <laughs> yes. Cause oh, yeah. It's, and just the people who grew up on it, like everybody is now. Because, you know, Fort Bragg has always been there. So the people who were there listening to it, even when they were older, they're spread far and wide. And for them to find out that it's back, it's just like one of those. Man, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. so much nostalgia, so much. And I still talk to Jay every now and then. He's had me on 107 um, doing his uh, night party. The, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh-huh. Yeah. The, yeah, the dance party. That's it at night on Saturday night. So I, he's interviewed me on there too. So I love Jay. Yeah. Like I used to sit up at night and call Jay in the middle of the night and do the shout out line at like 12 o'clock at midnight. Man, it, you, what I tell you, D103 was it. Day? Oh my goodness! But yes, I'm sorry. Y'all continue. I just had to throw that out there. No, you're fine. I'm glad. I'm glad y'all liked it because that's the first thing people were saying when they started to see the flyers and stuff. They were like, "Oh my gosh, D103!" And of course, I didn't grow up here, so I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know that it was um like one of the. I I remember Foxy. That's as as far as I go back. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe 104.5 or something like that. Yep, they're before Fox. They were before Foxy was even thought about. Was, really? Mm, yeah, mm, I wasn't mm, here then. And I actually um I just actually just answered the post and me and Bob just hit it off really well and we've been rocking together ever since. So he like he calls me Star Baby. He loves him some Star Baby and I love me some Bob. <laughs> so we have a lot yes, of fun yes, doing yes. the morning show. Good. I'm gonna have to tune in while uh-huh. you know, from the internet while I'm at work. <laughs> yeah, and then if you, I like to do the um in the mornings when you know I try to get everybody up and working out, so I'm doing push ups and all kind of stuff with people on there. So it's a lot of fun. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you don't want to sleep over there. No, I'm listening. I'm I'm enjoying the conversation. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you uh, perhaps uh, you know the foreseeable future. I, I know. Uh, Adrian says she's been on with uh with with Jay, she says. Uh I think that was the name she said. Uh yes, Jay uh, perhaps uh Jay McCray. Maybe uh Adrian could be on, on some upcoming segments as, as well, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will definitely yes. matter of fact, as soon as we're done with the show, I will get our inbox you. Okay. So that is yes. cool. that would be so dope. I would love that. And you too. You know I'm always ready. I know that's right. And yes. you, Jay, you can come too. Oh, yes. Definitely. I, 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 I start, love that. I, I, yeah, yeah, I want to start doing some live videos. You know, like, um, I want to do the live, like, when we're actually recording or do take my shows on the road and that kind of thing. Yes, I want that quiet yes. storm. So, Bob, if you're listening, I'm putting my bid <laughs> in for the quiet storm. <laughs> right. I would love oh, yes. that segment. <laughs> But yeah, y'all absolutely got a spot. It's already done. Okay. Definitely. Let let us know. Right on now. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Now, Rodia, what what made you or what got you into the uh, to the radio? I've always wanted a radio show. I've always wanted to do media. I've always wanted to um, 
honestly act. Well, I'm not going to really say act because I like the behind the scenes. I like to direct. I like to produce the stuff, write it. Um, but also, I'm going to play Aisha. Um, so I, that was the bid I definitely had to have. She's the most conservative one out of the whole book. So I think I could get away with that one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Definitely, definitely. And if you well, couldn't you tell, Madea, I oh, go ahead. No, 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 go later. No, I was going to say, Radia, if you couldn't tell, I am a fan, so I follow you. I pay attention. <laughs> oh, thank you. I do too. I, I follow y'all I see too. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What you yes, see? What you be singing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I love to cool. I love to be um, open now because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret. I was a very mm-hmm. very funny looking little kid, um, and I was very bullied. I, I had you know my mom wasn't always you know there mentally. You know she had a real bad drug issue that she finally overcame and God God's grace to that. But it, it took my whole childhood. Um, so I can remember having to wear clothes. I don't know if you know how you wear a, a pair of pants too much. And I used to pee on myself, so I'm not even ashamed to tell that anymore because it was a, a problem that I had. And mm-hmm. and she didn't wash clothes because she was never home. So I would iron the clothes after peeing in them and go to school smelling like, uh, you know, a pissy little kid. And then they would say I was really, really fair-skinned. So they would say I had trees in my arms because you can see my veins. My nose was too long. I was, you know, I looked like a white person and a witch. Mm-hmm. Just, I can remember those things. And I remember one that I actually put in the book. Um, I was really, I thought that I was really good friends with a young lady. I was in the eighth grade. I'll never forget it. Um, and we went to her house and she was giving away clothes. And I was like, wow, these are some nice clothes. You know, I never had stuff like this. So she gave me this whole bag of clothes, her and her mom. I wore one of the outfits to school the next day and they were all laughing. And they were like, she got it on. She in an auditorium full of people. And I'm 46 mm. years old, and I remember that like it was yesterday. So I said that to right. say, um, people, be careful how you treat people, because it, it's either mm-hmm. going to turn them into a beast or it's going to turn them away from being anything, because I really could have went all the way left with my childhood, the way it came up. And I, now I embrace the fact that people actually come in my box or come on my phone and say, you are gorgeous. I've never had people tell me that, and I don't see that, what people see. Um, I'm very humble. I really am. It might not mm-hmm. seem like it at first glance. I get a lot of, oh, she thinks she's cute, but you have no idea. I am so far from that. I don't think that. I still have that complex about my nose. I still have, I was talking about the veins in my legs just yesterday with my daughter. And she's like, mm-hmm. Mama, they're, they're not that bad. You know, and of course, to me, they are because people always told me that. Who says that to somebody? You got trees in your arms, you know, like, wow. Right. So just, it, it was, so now I embrace the woman that I finally became. And I and I got to pat myself on the back because I did that all on my own. I, a city literally raised me. And that's why I dedicated the book to Brooklyn. Hmm. Yeah. So the whole dedication is to Brooklyn. It wasn't to a person. Um, and people ask me a lot, who are your role models? Who inspires you? And honestly, I, I can't think of not one person, you know, in my life that hmm. – that, you know, you guys naturally inspire me. You know, I, that's not what I'm saying. But, I mean, as far as growing up, I didn't have that mentor. I didn't have anything to look at and say, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I didn't even know what my menstrual was, child. I'm like, what is this? Oh. You know, so and I was yeah. 15. You know, I didn't have that. So now I'm I'm 
I get on my daughter's nerves because I'm always, she can tell you what a penis is, what it looked like uncircumcised, and she's 12. And I did that for a reason because I want her to know these things. I don't want her nowhere looking stupid. I'm running down the street with bloody pants in the middle of Brooklyn in broad daylight because nobody told me that I was going to be bleeding. That's right, um, girl. So, and I, Child. I- my yeah, I know it's a little much to, to say that, but um, I hope it's not hurting anybody's ears or offending anybody. But if you have kids, make sure you to sometimes the littlest things, you know, how to iron, how to wash clothes, that kind of stuff. You know, how she, I noticed one day she wasn't washing her doggone ears. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? And then I thought about it. I never told her that. And not to think, we think yeah. automatically because we're grown, well, you should know to wash your ears, you know, but. Apparently she didn't because she had major, major mega wax in there. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, like, no, baby, you got to you gotta get down in them ears. And I tell her, you got to, I'm getting ready to be really graphic because y'all know I'm just really open. You got to open up that coochie, yeah. open them lips up, get that tissue out of there. You got to open up this part, get them underarms. And, you know, I teach her that because nobody told me that. Nobody told me about That's STDs. Right, nobody Child. told me that I could get pregnant. Nobody told me. That when you smell like uh, salmon, it's an infection. Nobody told me that kind of stuff. I had to find out everything from life experiences, and most of them were really embarrassing, you know. So I'm, my baby's not going through that. So she know everything. <laughs> she can't read the book, though. She picked it up the other day, and she's like, Mama, I had to put it down because I turned to a page, and it was something really strange. <laughs> I fell out. <laughs> but so I'm glad she's not they need to know. You one right. you they you should have been taught at an earlier age, but nowadays kids need to know because even my son when he was in fourth grade there were girls with periods in fourth grade, and mm-hmm. I was like oh no so I had to tell him everything I went ahead at ten years old knocked it out I'm just gonna tell you everything and we're gonna refresh a lot every year and make sure you are good you understand you know what's going on because. This is too much going on that they they need to know, and people think that oh well no I can't tell my kid this too early or I shouldn't tell them this, but if they don't know they they're gonna be out there and they're gonna find out about it in the streets and get the wrong yep. information. Yep. So no, I don't end end up for doing it. They're gonna end up with the STDs, or they're gonna end up with you know walking around smelling right. like salmon, and they end up in a fight because somebody is picking on them. And I, when I say I fought all the time, I have scars. Now, from just fighting in middle school, um, I dropped out of high school in the 10th grade, um, mm-hmm. and I came to North Carolina, and actually, I went to a school here, and they tried to jump me in the bathroom, which I have no idea why. I think it was because I was different. I was from New York. My my voice mm-hmm. was different to the kids there. Oh, yeah, that'll do um, it in North Carolina. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. My hair was different. Oh, yeah. I was just different. I was straight out of Brooklyn, straight off the streets. I was a mess. And it wasn't a whole lot you was going to say to me. And I and I, I cut the girl with a box cutter in the bathroom. And that got mm-hmm. all four of them off of me. And they sent me back. You sure they you they put me out of school. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weapon of choice in Fayetteville back in the day, boy. We always had a box cutter on hand. <laughs> yeah, because that's like, look, I got to open up my mail. That's you right, girl. This, but. Child. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. they sent me back to New York. Um, well, they they kicked me out, and they were going to send me to, like, an alternative school, and I wasn't having that. So I went back to New York and went through some more hell there, and then I ended up coming mm. back here, um, which mm-hmm. obviously was where I was meant to be. So, you know, New York taught me everything I know, though. So I love New York. I'll never yeah. go back to live, but I, that's, that's my <laughs> saving place. 
I was just going to say, just to encourage anybody that wants to to do something. I I sat around for years with this book in my head, not knowing what I wanted to write, you know, specifically, but knowing that I wanted to put something on paper, knowing that I had a little something. But when people actually started reading it before it got published, I would send a few little lines or, you know, I think I sent you some stuff, Jay, before we actually published it. Um, And just to kind of get some feedback and, you know, even my publisher, when I finally sent him the whole manuscript, he's, he actually said to me, you wrote a whole book. And I almost got insulted because I'm like, well, damn, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not stupid. I just look like this, you know. But I think what he meant was, you know, a lot of times people say stuff and people do a whole lot of talking and they don't show and prove. And that's okay. You know, that's fine. And I think that's where he thought I was at because uh, that's the impression I got from him. But once I finally did it and I didn't even know I could write like that, to be honest with you. So it was mm-hmm. it was a good it was a pleasure to have the feedback that I got, and that just inspired me to do more. And I had a young lady tell me yesterday, you know, you you inspired me to write my book, and I love that. That's what I'm here for. You know, when I hear stuff like that, it takes away all of that bullying. It takes away all of that ugly. I think I was, um, you know, all of those staying at home lettuce and sugar was my choice of dinner. Um, you know, I used to take um. Bread, not br- I would make it. I would take flour and water and put some salt and pepper in it and just mix it up and roll it up like a pretzel and put it in the oven, and that would be my dinner. I used to sleep in Prospect Park when I was 14 years old. Um, so it ain't a whole lot you could do to me now that's going to hurt me. You know, I, I literally had a towel wrapped around my head and beaten my back for almost three hours by a nut walking around my house talking about it's about to be a first 48 in here. You know, you know what that means when somebody say that. So I'm literally thinking I'm about to die in here. Um, you know, so I just literally start praying like, Lord, I, I can't die in here right now. I got my kids. Um, so, yeah, it's been a lot. It's been a long journey. It's been a long road. But what my advice to anybody is don't let nobody turn you away from what you know you can do. And that's just what I want to do. Do what I always knew I could. And that's just be an inspiration. Yeah, you know, even with the book being so crazy, it's still an inspiration. You know, it's still some stuff in there that you're gonna be like, "Dang!" And did she just say that out loud? You know. (laughs) So yeah. Oh yes, oh yes, definitely, definitely. It's a lot of stuff. The wow. I mean, a lot of the things that you experienced as as a youth that could be its own series, or you know. Yeah, well, actually, Jay, that's funny, too, that you said that, because that was where I was going with it at first. And I wanted to do um, the whole book about my story because I was going to do it as a self-help kind of thing just to show young girls and then go up to right now where I am and how I got there. Um, You know, people say, oh, you do so much. You do this. You do. No, I I don't even feel like I do enough. And honestly, a lot of times my biggest issue is, is funding. Like, just I can't do it all. You know, so the little bit that I do do, that's great. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, we're definitely going to uh, uh, jump more into that uh, on the next part of the show. If, you, if you're ready for that, Rodia. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm always ready. I've learned to not, you know, people say, well, you don't put your business out in the street. And, you don't, and I don't look at it that way. Now, you're not going to get on the Internet and start telling people, okay, well, um, you know, I have gonorrhea or no foolishness like that. But, you know, if I want to put on there you know, things that I went through in my life, 
That's not telling my business. That's inspiring somebody else that's 14 years old going through what I went through at 14 to be encouraged. That's not putting your business out there. That's that's putting your business where somebody else's business is, and maybe you can uplift that person. Don't use your stuff to downgrade people. And I, I get so sick of people talking about, oh, I got this Ph.D., and I got this bachelor's degree, and you dumb as a doornail. You don't even – you ain't been through nothing, Perfect Patty. You know, my degree, I got a degree in marriage because I got 20 years in that. I got an associate's degree, um, but I got a Ph.D. in life, and it ain't a whole lot you can tell me. My son had the audacity to tell me one day, uh, Mama, you don't know nothing about the streets. Honey, when I had to give a whole lecture that day, I think it was about three hours. Like, you have no idea because they don't know a lot of my stuff. You know, they, don't, they were born here. You know, my kids, only they want to go, and I told my daughter yesterday, you're not ready for New York, honey. You're not ready for that. Um, but I don't want to keep them from it because I definitely want them to see where I grew up at. So eventually I'm going to take them, and I think they'll understand because the first time I took my husband, he actually was like a fish out of water. It was hilarious. I'd never seen anybody that out of their element. Um, he, we had a, Our hotel was right over the garden, so we could look down and see the whole 34th Street. Um, and he wanted to be in the room. He did not want to go back out that room. It was like 9 o'clock. <laughs> wow. So I was like, wow. You know, I was so mad, though, because I wanted to see the city. Like, we in New York, and you want to stay in the room. I took him on the A train, so we go to Coney Island. And I'm like a big kid. I'm all on the outside of the cars and swinging on the, you know, poles and on the chairs. And people looking at me like, okay, she's she's having a good time. And he's sitting there like, what in the world is wrong with this lady? And then he finally says, well, I see why everybody acts like that. Everybody got a cigarette, some coffee, and no eye contact. And that's the only thing he could observe <laughs> from the city, <laughs> which I thought was just hilarious. He is not – he didn't like it. And, you know, I kind of had to respect that, but at the same time, I was like, well, you should have stayed home. You know what I mean? <laughs> we in New York. You want to be in this room. And so yeah. it's, a lot of people just don't – you know, they look at you and they assume – um, and the assumption that I get all the time honestly hurts my feelings. I get uncomfortable sometimes when people tell me, you know, or, or give me accolades or give me compliments. I don't want that. The compliment I want is I welcome it, you know, and I, I thank everybody for that kind of stuff. But the compliments I want is I did this because of you. I did this because I saw you do it. When my kids say stuff like that or the kids that I work with at the school system, I've had them come. And Ms. Johnson, the only reason I stayed in school was because of you. I literally was in tears. You know, and this baby graduated, so I couldn't, you know, it was just, oh, I'm about to start right now just thinking about her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But stuff like that is what I live for. I live for that because nobody was that for me, and I think that's why God is using me to be that for somebody else. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Definitely, definitely. We're going to definitely talk more about it uh, when we come back after this intermission. You're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with our ho- uh, guest, Radia Johnson. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, so stay tuned.
Not anyone can really hold me back, man. Because I'm standing proud today and educated black man. I won't call you a nigga because you are my brother. I won't call you a bitch because you are my sister. Educated black man, that's the way that I'm living. Educated black woman, that's the way that you're living. I won't call you a nigga because you are my brother. I won't call you a bitch because you are my sister. Educated black man, that's the way that I'm living. Educated black woman, that's the way that you live. I get my John Henry Clark on developing some study and also researching my facts. Have no worries. Remaining encouraged, not engaged in foul behaviors, but helping my people with to me is so much greater. We must restore our women to a level of dignity. That horse behavior has a negative energy. Systems value yourself by the wisdom you possess. Your mind is beautiful, your cultivators with set. And I'm teaching my son the true essence of manhood. A positive attitude that's really understood. I refuse to build the reputation that is embarrassed. Learn from my leaders that contributed to our heritage. Help this generation to build some strong marriages. Stop the ratchetness and support true intelligence. What I'm saying is bigger than rap, man. I want to see more brothers as educated black men. I won't call you a nigga because you are my brother. I won't call you a bitch because you are my sister. Educated black man, that's the way that I'm living. Educated black woman, that's the way that you're living. I won't call you a nigga because you are my brother. I won't call you a bitch because you are my sister. Educated black man, that's the way that I'm living. Educated black woman, that's the way that you're living. All right. Welcome back. Black Topia Roundtable Talk Radio. And uh, now it's time for Butterfly Flow. With Adrian Charles. Hey. Yes. Hey, Adrian. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Adrian Charleston with tonight's. Butterfly flow. I guess I will announce that this will be my last butterfly flow. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you want me to say more, Jay? Yes. Yes. You. You can actually. Uh, the floor is yours. Whatever you want to tell the audience. Oh, okay. Well, I will be uh, leaving the show, which is why Jay read my butterfly poem at the beginning. <laughs> Um, going to take a break, uh, spread my wings, rest, do some other things. Um, so yeah, um, but on this butterfly flow, I do want to talk about what this month is. Um, can't let another Monday go by. Um, this is today's Tuesday. Another week go by without letting you know that July is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. So um, back in May, which was my birthday month, we talked about mental health awareness. But this month is Minority Mental Health Awareness. And I know some people want to say, you know, well, what's the difference? The difference is that um, minorities see mental health in a different way. Um, the affordability is different. The way they they treat it is different because not a lot of um, you know minorities like you know. And I don't like the word minorities. I'm just gonna say a lot of us. <laughs> a lot of us um, aren't, one, aren't able to afford um, mental health, and then on the other hand, some people don't understand 
or see the benefit in mental health. And that is because the way most of us were raised, that it was seen as a negative thing or something that could stigmatize you if you went to therapy. But it's not. It is a great thing. It is something that you, um, if you need help, you need assistance, you need guidance. And that's whether you have um, a diagnosed mental illness or not. Sometimes you just need someone to talk to that is not going to be biased, that does not, you know, somebody's not going to tell you what to do. And I think it is imperative for, I think everybody should have therapy at least once or twice in their life just to, you know, have somebody to talk to. And and um, there are more people that look like uh, like us that are therapists and psychologists like myself. Um, and, and if you don't find the right person in the beginning, you can always switch up. Don't think that you every therapist is the same because they're not. Not every therapist is created equal. I, I am glad to say that, and my clients let me know all the time that I am a, apparently a unique breed of therapist, and I let them know there's others around there out here like me, but, you know, for y'all's purposes, it's only one. It's just me. But, um, you know, people who understand you, people who can see you, someone that is for you. And I know a lot of people, especially in our community, you know, say go to church, talk to the pastor. I would say before you do that, see if they are equipped to handle certain issues because every church, every pastor, every um, person of God is not equipped to handle some of your stuff. So be mindful of that because they go, sometimes people like that go, and even your friends, let's just say a lot of people aren't equipped. They go into it thinking that you're just sad about today, and then they find out that there is a whole bunch of stuff that led up to today that they are not equipped to deal with and sometimes won't tell you they're not equipped. So with all that said, for Minority Mental Health Awareness Month, Seek a therapist, find a therapist, find a psychologist, find someone to talk to. You are not alone in any situation that you're in. So, um, yeah, that's tonight's Butterfly Flow with Adrian Charleston. Thank you. Oh, yes. Definitely. Uh, before I bring Radia on, I just want to add on to uh, – the topic I I I I do that I I I can't stand when people do that when there's uh the, how they downplay mental uh, health in our community, um and just think that the answer is oh you just need to get a beer oh you just need to talk oh. to somebody in the church oh oh that that just burns me up and 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 that's why we have so a lot of people that's walking around the way they do is because uh, the elders the elders in our community are the ones that say mm-hmm. oh yeah he just needs some pussy. Oh, he just need and and mm-hmm. and I know in, in my family that it's been a lot of uh, that uh, when uh, you know certain other family members have been going through some very tough things in their life and they just think that they can put a bandaid on it. Oh, just just all he need to do is just drink some water and go to church and then you know eat him something and he'll be he won't be depressed no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And right. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. But definitely, thank you for that, Adrian, and 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 um, and everybody go see Adrian Charleston, get checked out, uh, let her pop the hood and see what's under there, and 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 it's great to have a therapist to process with, and also get the books, the butterfly book, the butterfly flow books, the poetry book, the workbook, and the journal. 
go to www.adrian-charleston.com. And, uh, you know, I read Butterfly Flow at the beginning instead of the intro. That was the intro, and that was my uh, mm-hmm. tribute and my nod to Adrian Charleston. And um, and I want to, uh, you know, before we wrap the show up, I just want to say now that I, I, I really appreciate having you on the show for the past uh, year and a half or, or two years, two years, I believe, as a, as a co-host. And, and, um, and just thank you. And I know you're a veteran, and so thank you for your service. Not just for the country, oh, yeah. but for the Black Token community as well. And uh, and, I, and I'm saluting you, and thank you for everything you've also uh, done outside of Blacktopia as well, too, in 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 the community and and with me as well. So thank you. Oh, thank you. And I'll still be in the group and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So if you left the book, I'm a, I'm a, if left the group. I was gonna fly and follow you around. <laughs> I'm gonna hunt you down with a butterfly net. <laughs> oh yeah, but definitely thank you for being a part of the 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 growth and development of of Blacktopia. And you know, thank you. Aww. All right, throw some clap clap on it. <laughs> All right. Radia. Yes, sir. Yes. Now, I know you, uh, is there anything you would like to say about about uh, what Adrian Charleston said about the butterfly flow topic for tonight? Yeah, I kind of did. I was, I was glad she said that because I know a lot of people in our community, again, we mm-hmm. we are still stuck in that slave mentality. We're still stuck in that you know, what happens in the house stays in the house. And that's all fine and well. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to what I said earlier about telling your business, you don't have to tell your business, but if you see something, say something. If you see something, do something. We're so quick to just let me mind my business. We're so much doper together. Um, and we all got mm-hmm. something mental health. I don't care if you think you're perfect. You don't have to take Ridlin or whatever you, you know, you got going on. Mm-hmm. We all have something that is, you know, there's a challenge for us. Mentally, we all do. I don't. I don't care what anybody says. And honestly, the, a lot of therapists and a lot of psychologists have a lot of mental issues, and they use mm-hmm. that to deal with other people. To be honestly, to be honest with you, even when I coach, I tell people I don't come from a place where I'm telling you what to do. I come from a place where I'm telling you what I've been through. Uh, we going through this together. Mm-hmm. You know, most of my the clients that I have, I think they they reach out and like me like that because I just keep it 100. Like this is what happened to me, and you know I don't want to give you advice. I want to tell you how I did that, or how somebody else may have done something, or how somebody else may have overcome something in the mental health issue. Um, you know, so we just can't just be quiet. We have to start reaching back. You know, we can't just mm-hmm. be quiet. That's, again, what my sister's dreamer is. I want to dream with you guys. I want to, what you can't do, I, I want to help you do. And then at the same time, as I'm helping you, I'm growing through that as well. You know, so, yeah, let's let's mm-hmm. shout out to the mental health people. We, we all out here going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we all got something going on. It's, it's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's it's really not. I don't. I'm not the one to to talk about medicating yourself all the time. I don't think that's really the, the issue right. for a lot of mental health stuff. But a lot of times we mm-hmm. see um, your homeless uh, community. A lot of them are um, autistic, special needs, older people that just have nowhere to go. Granted, a lot of people are out there, you know, for the, because they want to be. I've learned that as well. But a lot of them, mm-hmm. oh, he's crazy. 
you know, you see them and they're doing stuff with their hands and you just think, oh, they're crazy. No, they either had something going on since they were two or three years old and nobody reached out. Right. You know, and that's why they are where they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got to do yeah. better as a community. We we the only mm-hmm. ones that look at each other and turn our noses up. You got, and I'm going to just say it, y'all know I'm just 100. You got Mexicans 100 deep in the house. They down for each other. But we can't mm-hmm. even do an event together without it being an issue. Without right. somebody nose turned up because somebody weave longer than the other ones. Or, you know, without oh, somebody goodness. getting mad because for, for whatever they're getting mad at, it's always something. And it's honestly us. And you know what I mean mm-hmm. when I say us? It, it is us. We cannot mm-hmm. look yeah. at our sister or our brother and genuinely be happy for them. And it's too much of that going around. It's too much right. of that. But you right. want to get on there and praise all of these stars that ain't thinking about you. Exactly. And that's another reason Amen. why I like the radio show, because I want to do interviews with us, real-life people. I don't need – I love Idris Elba, and that's why I keep saying his name. But I don't need <laughs> Idris Elba to be on my show. I need the Adrians, and I need the, the stars, and I need Jay. You know, I need us to be out there reaching back, because us, the stars can tell us anything. We don't know them people. Mm-hmm. You know, but oh, my yeah. sister mm-hmm. next door, I know exactly what she's going through. You know, my sister across the street, I know exactly what she's going through because I see it. So right. let's reach back for our own and stop praising all of these, you know, these big name people and buying these $500 pocketbooks. Like, come on, even if I had it like that, I'm not giving Michael Kors $500. He don't even like us. Man. Right. So I'm right. not. I'll buy the knockoff. <laughs> this is cute. You know, I don't I don't right. have to. That nope. label stuff, you know, that we got to get out of that as well because we can't, you buy, you around here buying $400 shoes and your light bill do. You know, you got bundles, but your babies ain't got school supplies. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. You cute though, so you stay cute, baby. <laughs> oh yes, we gotta oh do yes. As a whole. Oh yes, oh yes. And uh, and another thing, I saw a meme a while back where they uh, it was a meme where it was a a, a white guy who doing a bunch of kill. It, the, the, I, I, I'm I'm par- I'm paraphrasing the meme. That's how bad I don't remember it. But I remember how I felt about it though. Where uh, it was it was pretty much the the thing the thing of the meme was the white person, the white boy with the mental illness that's doing all the shooting. It's like oh he needs you know he has a mental illness, but the black boy mm-hmm. who was going around uh, shooting and does or whatever. It's like oh he's a criminal. Fuck his mental illness. And people were saying well how come you know, white people, when they have mental illnesses, they treat it, you know, they treat them like a victim of their mental illness. But when a black person has a mental illness, oh, he's just, he's crazy. And I'm, and I, and my response is we do that to each other. We don't even treat it seriously. Mm-hmm. So how can we expect anyone else to treat it seriously? We do the same thing. When you see somebody in our own families who are going through some things, we just write it off. Oh, he's something wrong with him. He just slow or he just, uh, uh, he comes, you know, they, we just, we just write it off. Mm-hmm. But, and, yeah. and so how can we expect other races of people to treat our mentally ill people like they're, you know, like they're victims if we don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And not, not getting them help and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just, he just didn't mm-hmm. have his weed today. So he, you know, he's acting the fool. Right. His, his, his mom, right. his daddy wasn't in the home. So he's acting a fool. And that's another thing. It's, it's not, I didn't have a daddy, and I'm not going to say that I didn't, I'm not going to say miss that because you can't miss what you never had, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that it may not have benefited my life to have a man in my life, uh, you know, a man to look up to in my life, not just 
I went through a lot. I dated a lot of guys that were older than me, a lot older than me, because I now know that I was looking for that father figure. I was looking for somebody to show me how to be in love and show me how to be, like, as far as, like, my marriage, neither one of us knew how to be married. It took us 20 years, and we still don't know. We're still trying to figure it out. (laughs) Um, But it Mm -hmm. took us 20 years to get to the place we are now, and not to say it's a whole lot better or better than anybody else's, but I think we've learned some things. And the biggest lesson that I've learned, which our generation now is not getting at all, is their fallback game is too hard. I can stay in the ring. I can take a little bit, um, especially mm-hmm. if it comes to giving my kids what I didn't have, and that's that family unit, that picket fence. Um, that means something. You know, I, I still look at the school bus that stops right in front of my door to pick up my daughter, and I'm amazed by that. Like, I, I never rode a school bus in my life, you know, so mm. I'm like, wow, I – I I look back and you know New York we didn't have school buses like that we got on the train right you know, rode regular bus. Bus. yeah yeah or walked unless you were in like Long Island or somewhere in the suburbs area no there was no school bus so it's a lot of right. things that this generation they you don't text me back I'm not talking to you ever again that who taught you that <laughs> maybe they busy right. or something that's crazy you know so maybe they're they're full that they like. Right. Their their fallback game is too much, and they feel like it's so many more options out there. Um, nobody is looking for the marriage deal anymore. Everybody is just looking to get what they can get and keep it moving. And I think I, we kind of losing it there. I really do. Right. I think we kind of lose that. I'm trying to make sure there's going to be a husband around for my baby, and I can't find her. <laughs> so, you know, and I try to give her these little pointers. You know, you never let a man do this, or you never let a man tell you twice he don't want you. You know, I give her that because I don't, my biggest fear is to leave this earth and my baby's still here. You know, I always pray to God, let me die before them because I cannot be in this world without them, you know. And at the same time, I don't want to leave them here without me. So I'm going to be like the river when I'm dead and gone. I'm going to be right here watching over my babies big time. <laughs> so they get in that water. It's a wrap. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you're streaming from the link or an app or a third-party website, give us a call, 929-477-3872, and press 1. We're talking to Rodia Johnson. And uh, if you're already streaming from your phone, all you have to do is press 1. We'll bring you on. Let's talk. The interactive show. So, uh, you know, don't be afraid if you want to, if you have any questions. And even if you want to bring up your own topics, you're welcome to do that as well. You don't have to, you know, if you don't want to talk about mental health or anything like that or anything that, that we're talking about right now, you can change the subject. Hey, I saw this in the news. What do you guys think? This is what this show is for. It's about, it's for all of us. So, uh, so certainly mm-hmm. do that. Don't, don't be afraid. Now, uh, Rodney, is there any, anything in particular that, uh, that you would like to talk about uh, aside from anything outside of the projects that you're doing that you want to mention or talk about? Um, I, I kind of want to mention our youth a little bit. Um, as, as you know, I do have a youth program where we, I kind of am all over the place with everything right now. I'm by myself, so I don't really have the team thing going on, but I know that if we really, really, really get on our grind and start reaching back for some of these babies that are really lost. I see a lot in the school system. And the biggest problem, honestly, with us is our parents. Um, You cannot, I can't call you and tell you that your child just called me a bitch and you cursed me out and asked me what I did to deserve that. Mm. Because first of all, even if I did do something, he was disrespectful or she was disrespectful. So can we Mm -hmm. get to the point where, 
okay, use this as an example. I tell my daughter all the time, your teachers are my best friend. Until they mess up, I'm on their side. And she know I got her back 100%, but if she's wrong, it's a wrap. You know, you're going to wear that punishment. Mm-hmm. And I, I make her aware of that because once you tell a child, oh, I'm going to slap that teacher, she say something to you, that child going to give that teacher hell for the whole year. And I've seen it happen. And they walk around and say, well, my mama going to do this, and you can't say nothing to me. Like, first of all, how dare you? You can't even wash your behind properly. You still got milk wet behind your ears, can't even spell half of the words you're saying, and your mama got you <laughs> thinking that you're on top of the world. So these, we raising little right. monsters. And I, I tell them in the classroom right. all the time, I do not want you giving me shots. You know, you're going to be in the hospital when I'm old. You're going to be driving cars when I'm old crossing the street. Y'all going to kill us. <laughs> you know, so just to, to make a little humor out of it, even though it's not funny, mm-hmm. they, that gen, this generation that's coming up, we got a lot of them that's really going hard and really, really trying and, and taking this inspiration thing to another level. But we got most of them that are not. And a lot of them are in SED classes, the special needs classes, um, you know, where they want to call them, oh, they're just bad kids. I've worked in several of those classes, and if you just talk to those children and show them that you actually give a crap, they're going to love you for life. And I've seen mm-hmm. it happen. And they know the difference between I'm just here to get this paycheck and this teacher really cares. They know that. They right. know the difference. And you think they're stupid. Um, you know, we always, even as adults, sometimes we say, oh, that's a child. They don't know no better. I even do it sometimes. And in the back of my mind, I have to tell myself, no, because remember when you was that age, you knew better. You knew that. So they mm-hmm. do, and they're a lot smarter than we were when we were coming up because they got a lot more access to a lot of different things, you know. So it's 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 on us now. They can't do it without us. They, they're raising themselves because now everybody's so scared, of, oh, this one's going to do that to my child, and I get it. It's a two-edged sword. But find people that you can trust. I know that's hard. Find people to – it don't always have to be a family member because, honestly, those are going to be the ones that fall by the wayside. It's going to nine times out of ten be a stranger. That's going to be able to reach oh, yeah. back and help, you know. So I said that's just to encourage anybody that needs something to do. If you're bored, go out to these schools, mentor a kid, pick one. They'll let you do it. All they need is a background check. You know, pick one. Go out there and, and be a um, – now they have it where they have volunteers in Cumberland County schools where you can come in and just walk around the school, um, you know, be an ear, be eyes. We need that. We need a lot of that. So anybody that, you know, just so you know, that is available. You can go and volunteer at some of these schools and just, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, pick a kid. you got a lot of kids that can't, that like to do sports. You might have Allison Felix running around out there, but she can't get to practice. Volunteer to go take that baby back and forth to practice because her mother don't have a car or because she's working too late and can't get her back and forth. Those kids are missing out on a lot of stuff. you got a lot of talent that I see right here in Cumberland County, and they can't do anything with it because they don't have those opportunities. You know, so when you put that big mm-hmm. old mansion up next to my little trailer and tell me that we had the same opportunities, I'm going to tell you you're a liar because we don't have the same opportunities. So now we have to make those opportunities for these babies. And it don't always cost money to do stuff. You know, I, I know I said that mm-hmm. earlier. A lot of times we do need money to fund projects. But there are a lot of things that you can do that don't need money. You don't need money, a little gas money to go to the school, you know, mm-hmm. and, and buy a kid a Happy Meal and have lunch with them. You never know. 90% of those kids that I deal with are in foster care, you know, mm, in group yeah. homes, you know, and, and you'll never know it. Christmas time, um, you know, we donating toys and turkeys for Thanksgiving and that kind of thing, and you will be surprised 
at some of the people that are really, really needing this stuff. I had a whole family sleeping in a car for a whole year at one school, sleeping in the car with her three children, and nobody knew it. Nobody knew it for the whole year. And I found out because she knew, you know, what I did. So she actually had somebody else, which is a really good friend of mine, kind of reach out to me because she didn't want me to know that she was sleeping in her car. And, of course, the lady told me Mm. because she knew I wasn't going to, you know, go out and tell everybody that woman was sleeping in her car. But we did what we could to try to help her. Now, that's another thing about your pride going to kill you. And I'm guilty of that as well. You know, don't nobody hustle harder than somebody that don't like asking nobody for a doggone thing. But at the same time, sleeping in your car, you need help. You know, it's some things you yell, you suck it up and keep it moving and try to get it yourself and do it yourself. But reach out. You know, closed mouths don't get fed. They really don't. So we got to stop being scared of hearing no. Because I'm, I'm quick to say no lately because people will just mm-hmm. use you. But I'm also, my heart is just set up like that. Um, I just got a cash app request for $20. Like, while I'm on this radio um, show right now, I just looked at it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just for somebody that I know probably just need a couple of dollars. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's it's a lot of people out there. And I'm probably the only one she asks because she feels like, well, dang, I, I don't have nobody else. And this is a person I've never even met. This is just a, a person in one of my groups. I've never even met her. And this is, like, the third mm-hmm. time I've, I've helped her out. Uh, and I don't mind because I remember that. I remember not having right, nobody right. to call. So I don't, if I can help somebody from not feeling like that, I got you. Oh, so yeah. we need more of that, y'all. Reach, oh. back. Reach back. Yes, yes. Definitely. Oh, yes. And it's another thing, too. I want to say, I, I want to add on to two things, two points. Uh, with the people that need help, um, I don't know. I hate to sound selfish or something, but uh, but I just have to keep it real. Um, I, I help I, if somebody, you know, is going through something and, I, and I'm able to hear what's going on and I'm able to do something, I'll do it. Uh, but sometimes that person, they'll, they'll, they become like a cat on your back door, you know, like you feed it once and then every, like, it's like, it's like inspected now. It's like, oh, well, I could just hit up Jay or, oh, well, I'm, you know, something happened. I'm going to just call Jay. And it's like, okay, now you're using me as a well, the key word is using, but but it's like uh, it's like I can't be someone's safety net, all you know, for something. So I think for those right. adults, I mean, I know, I know that I know the struggle. Sometimes this struggle is self-inflicted. You know, sometimes people don't make the right decisions. Uh, I understand people go through things, but you gotta you gotta prepare to come out of it. Some people don't try to 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 learn what they need to learn or make a plan, so they won't have to ask for help eventually. You know. So they can be the mm-hmm. one to pay it yep. forward. Some some people mm-hmm. want to yeah, play totally. the victim. Yeah, like they want to continue. Oh, I'm a, like they, it's like it's like they always need help. You, all year for the next ten years, they're going to need help because they they're just expecting just help and they're not looking to uh, you know figure out how to pull themselves out of this situation. Um, so that's one thing I want to say. And the other thing that I want to say is about the kids. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of diamonds in the rough. There's a lot of, uh, ge- you know, baby geniuses out there. Uh, it just, they need that, uh, somebody needs to help polish them up. And a lot of adults, a lot of the, the older generation, we, like you said, we just, oh, that's just a kid. They don't know no better. Uh, a kid could be saying something so profound and we won't even listen. And, eh, you, you know, he's a kid. I, you know, and, and I know 
uh, because even back in the when I was a kid, they would do it to me. You know, like mm-hmm. uncles and aunts. It was like uh, and when I wanted to know something or I was curious about something, they couldn't be bothered. Or when I wanted to express something, they they you know it's like, hey, you a kid? I'm hey, I ain't got time to be talking to you about anything. And then you know, but uh, luckily I well, there, there's some uh, some children out there who hear those things and they shut down or they don't really uh, max out their potential because the elders and the olders and the aunties and the uncles is shooting them down. They're, 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 we're our own worst enemy. We're we're keeping ourselves down, you know, mm-hmm. in so many ways. Yep, absolutely. And that's the same with the teachers. Um, I've had a lot of kids come and say, and I'll, I'll say something like, well, why don't you go ask your teacher? Because she always got an attitude. You know, they say stuff like that. So it discourages them from even asking anybody for help. So they just sit there. And then they say stuff like, I'm not going to do her work. And I have to redirect that because, for one thing, you hurting yourself because she honestly don't care whether you do that work or not. That's for you. You use her for what she's here for. That's to teach you. Use her for that. Think of it that way. I'm just using her to get my education. And if she's got a nasty attitude, you smile and you keep it moving and you give her that paper and get an A on it. I guarantee you the best way to make somebody mad and the best revenge is to prove them wrong. You know, and I and I know they don't really get it. Sometimes they do and sometimes they're like, Ah, oh, Miss Johnson, I ain't doing that, I ain't messing with her, you know, because they're discouraged now. So we can't just you know, we, we gotta learn how to be more open with them. I know they're irritating sometimes. I know they get on our nerves sometimes. But we gonna raise little monsters. We gonna raise little monsters and there's a lot of them out here already. These SCD classes, it's too many in there. And I remember when I was growing up, it might have been like two or three, you know, on the little short bus or whatever. But now they got 10 and 12 kids in those classrooms, and it's more than one classroom. And they've classified them all different, SCD, severe education disability, IDM, you know, um, all of this other kind of stuff. And all of these paperwork and this kind of stuff. In the world, beat his behind, first of all, because he's he just acting a fool. That's one. Two, get them checked. Go take them to talk to somebody and see what's going on. You know, don't just go to your room, Johnny, before I smack you, that kind of thing. You know, we can't do that. We can't do that to our kids. And it's a lot of that going on. It's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. They're raising themselves. They're raising themselves. The Internet is raising them. These games, you know, are raising them. The music is raising them. And I don't say that music influences people, but a lot of these children are listening to some of this stuff and thinking that's the way to go, not even realizing a lot of these rappers and stuff don't even own that stuff. They're renting it. You know, be aware of what you're looking at and what you're listening to. I love a lot of rap music. I love all kind of music, country music, but I'm not getting ready to praise you and do what you're saying in that song, you know. So we got to teach our kids that as well. Don't believe the hype. Believe half of None of what you hear and half of what you see. Oh yes, and and another thing too. All all of us, we always brag about. My mama said she's gonna knock me in the next week, and I remember I used to get whoopings. And this that we all, you know how the comedians do. They they all of them have an act where they let their parents say, "Oh, my mama used to whoop me this and that." Well, how come your parents didn't whoop y'all into being Michael Jackson? Like a lot of they they got whooped and all the stuff beaten. A lot of them they still are in jail and mediocre. You know, yeah. so uh, so I don't, I don't think, and a lot of these uh, mothers, I'm not saying that you shouldn't discipline your child, you do what you have to, mm-hmm. you feel that you have to do, but some of these women are beating the crap out of their kids because they just touched something on the aisle, aisle three at the store, you know. He <laughs> said aisle three. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not like that. They didn't, you see it, you know, sit your ass down, they're talking through the teeth, 
you know, shut your ass and pointing at him. And all he did was say, Mama, how much is this cone? Can you buy it? That's all he did. He got a whooping for that. Yeah. yeah so. And and that goes to back what Adrian was talking about. Mental health comes in all different forms. And that agitation, that irritation, um, that that's a part of it. That's that that could be bipolar. We that's the one disease that I know, one mental illness that we overlook because we just think, Oh, I'm just having a mood swing. That is a symptom of bipolarness. Mood swings and irritation. Um, that's a symptom of that. So we don't we don't recognize that. First of all, figure out why it is you're so irritated. It's because you got you know that light bill coming, or is that baby just what you got to take that anger out on? You know, and honestly, I'm not mm-hmm. to say that that's human nature because we really shouldn't do that. But that parent or that mom, dad, whoever it is, needs some help, and they probably don't even know it. You know, so and and a lot of that yeah. is going on in the younger kids, the younger community. These babies having babies, they the ones really smacking these little kids up and. You know, I, I posted a picture the other day where the child had the baby on the shelf in the bathroom, and she's in the mirror taking selfies. And the, the baby looked like she was about three months old, he or she, I don't know, but it was on a small shelf with some Windex and some uh, tampons and some other stuff. And all the baby had to do was sneeze, yeah. and it was coming right down off that shelf. So that's the kind of stuff Did I see. Not- the, the little girl looked like she might have been about 16 years old. So I po- that so was in Blacktopia, wasn't it? The, the the picture. I think I did I know post it. Was it. A <laughs> oh, you posted it. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, and black. Yeah, because I, I, I saw it where the baby was yeah, upside down in the wedding closet. Uh huh. He was man. laying on a little pillow, and she was in the mirror <laughs> yeah. with her friend taking pictures. But and it was and like, wow, this not is just the, uh, right. Mm-hmm. And and I was at the um sitting in the emergency room, and this little baby had to be. She was crawling around, so probably about 10, 11 months. And the grandma didn't want to know more than the, the mama wanted to pay attention to her because both of them wanted to be on their phone. And they were just, like, both of them. So finally the grandma came and got her, and then she was like, uh, I ain't going to be holding her alone. This is like, this, I was like, oh, so nobody's paying attention to the baby. So it's not just the kids. Sometimes it's where the kids come from, and then the kids had a baby, you know. And That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can keep tracing it and tracing it, tracing it, and trying to. All we can do now is try to grab these kids now, who you know, because once right. they become mamas, it's hard to to do anything with them. But try to get the young ones now, because this is, yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's like you said, you got to deal with them parents. Mhm. It's not necessarily just you know they think it's the high school and the middle school kids. These kids is losing it in elementary school. You know, oh, yeah. they're they're in. Yeah third and fourth grade and they will curse you out like and one of them told me my mama will shoot mm-hmm. you be and I was like oh it's mm-hmm. time for me to go because I'm, I'm not trying to get shot I believe you I believe right. you baby I, I'm sorry right. what I do you know I, I right. sucked yeah. it up that day like because this, this little boy is a nut and I don't mean that to sound you know I'm just calling him a nut right. I don't, right. I don't mean that I know help, I just don't like that get no help. yeah he ain't right, no because help because I don't think nothing wrong with it and apparently yep. his mama is the same way you know, mm-hmm. so that was out. It was. It wasn't even no fight there. I'm let police deal with y'all when you get ready to get locked up. You know, so I'm going back over here on the corner, and you know, I leave you right. alone, baby. <laughs> you know, so I, yeah. I don't want to deal with no parents getting shot. And the, the teacher that I was in there with actually told me that the mama had just got out of jail. So I was like, well, now yeah. I see. You know, this is get these kids or somebody else of you raising a little you. I'm trying so hard to raise the me out of my daughter. You know, because she, right. she's, right. she's really the total. <laughs> I am, and that's the hardest thing you can do because it's just yes. it is what it is. 
It's in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call in, you guys. Anybody calling us yet and talk to us? I'm going to tell y'all why y'all need to get wet. Come on in here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Call in. Press 1. Press 1 if you're streaming from your phone. Press 1. Or if you're listening in on the link, give us a call. At no- okay, we got somebody that wants to talk. Uh, I'm going to still give the number out anyway. 929-477-3872. And press 1 for those that didn't hear it yet. Caller in the 520227. You're on the end. What's going on, man? This is Lucian, our Black of Water Income, giving you a call, man. Hey, hey yes. Hey. What's going on, man? I, I came here to talk about your book, man. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing good. I was scrolling through Facebook. I'm over here in my job, my little night job, whatever. I said, let me call in. And, I, and for everyone that's listening, I'm sounding my voice right now. You make sure you get a copy of the book, Wet Man. Uh, I have a pre-release copy that uh, she did share with me, and I'm still going to order my official copy with you on this next page here. here. Uh, I, I really enjoyed what I was reading thus far. I haven't finished the entire book because, like I said, I'm an author myself. I'm still writing two and three books at the same time. But from what I did read, man, I got to say it's very gritty, but it's very good. It's a very good plot and everything like that. And I know she based it off of... Uh, some of your life experiences. So I want to say thank you very much for being bold enough to uh, share, um, you know, your experiences with the world because, you know, it takes a very big person to do it, a very brave person, a lot of courage to do that. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate that. I'm so glad you like it. And you know I was really nervous about putting it out with the greediness, um, but I just wanted to keep it all the way 100. So I'm so glad you liked it. Well, so far, you yeah. know, so far. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, man, go ahead, Alison. Oh, no, I was just going to say, did you have a favorite character or somebody that you that related to? Uh, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop you a review on Amazon. That's what I'm going to do. And you're going to find out all the information right there. But I want to make sure that you actually read what I'm getting ready to post on Amazon. Uh, and like I oh, said, okay. I'm, not, I'm not the type of... I'm not the type of person that go by what people review and all of that, but I, I think that what you have is very special, and I want you to be able to know that I wrote that on Amazon. You'll know when uh, <laughs> you read it. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Yay! Well, thank you so much, Lucian. I am so appreciative. I'm just glad that you were able to relate, and I can't wait till you finish it, because if, if, you if you're just in the middle, you ain't seen nothing yet. There's more to come. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know there's going to be a second book. I, I've been watching you on Facebook. I may not say nothing because I got all my other crap going on and got my crazy wife, my Whitney Houston, you know. But uh, I, I'm, I'm watching you. Thank you. I so appreciate it. Yeah, I got some fans. Oh, <laughs> and make sure you read it for your wife now. Y'all, that's like bedtime story stuff for you and wifey. Y'all can, you know, read some of it together. You know, you know that's pretty, you know that's like a very good idea, man. I think I'm gonna do exactly just that. So, you know, I, you know what? Thank you for that idea, man. And I'm I will be posting that online because you know me, I post everything all the time. You know what I mean? If I see something that's good, yeah. I'm gonna post it. So I'm gonna take your suggestion on that deal. Well, you, I'm gonna suggest that you guys read Tony's Reign together, so that'll keep you out the streets because you're gonna see what's gonna happen when you act a fool. So read Tony's ring with your wife, and, 
and that's going to give you some pointers on what not to do. <laughs> hey, you, you, know, you know I'm going to do it. I'm going to listen to you and do exactly what you say, Duran. Yay. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for calling. Tell you, what, but tell them about your book. Oh, my book, which book? You know, I got like 10 of them, you know what I mean? Whichever one you want to tell about real quick. Well, you know what? Let's talk about the Sin City book, man. Uh, the Sin City book is a book just like yours, very similar to yours, in which uh, I do talk about my life experiences, different things like that. I had to put a parental advisory sticker on it because some of that language in a book people are going to find very, very offensive. However, that is uh, the most apt way to me to describe some of these things. I also provide a little bit of uh, suggestions and advice. Uh, we start talking about three jumps, orgies, the whole nine yards. Uh, you know, love, sex, relationships, or, you know, those kind of things. So, you know, it's a very good book for uh, relationship-wise, you know what I mean? I think it's good, just like you Okay. Y'all. All right. Well, it sounds good to me. I so appreciate you calling, always supporting. I just, I love it. I thank you so much, and I'm so glad you hey, like man, it. Hey, man, I thank you, man. I appreciate you. welcome. You. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Love you. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, and before you go, uh, uh before you go, join us in Blacktopia and you're welcome to uh join us in the Blacktopia Facebook group and you're welcome to plug out all your books in there as well. Oh, I tell you what, can can uh, can you send me the link via Facebook or send me an invite? You know, because I want to yeah, be able to do, uh, first off like your stuff. You know, I like to everybody's page. You got to stick together, especially black authors. Just block anything. You got to stick together because there's enough hate in the world that separates us. You know what I mean? That's right. I'll send yes, it to you as soon as, I, as soon as we finish the show. I'll send you an invite. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Thank good, you good. so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's All right. Let's All, right. Some claps on All right. Good, good. Let's go on to the next caller. Definitely, oh, definitely invite one. him. Yes, yes. Uh, caller in the nine one nine three three two. You're on the air. Who is this? This is Shell. Hey, Rodia. Hey, Shell, baby. <laughs> I'm off the answer calling. I love you, this girl. Is, this is Thank her number you. one fan. Her biggest fan. <laughs> well, how, how um, are you? I'm doing good. That's good. So yeah. So what's your thoughts about what you read so far? Well, I'm in the middle of wet, and I love I loved it from the first moment I read it. Let me tell you something. That book is so real. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I mean, you know, you ever read a book and you know everything like comes to life in front of you? It's scary almost. Reading this book, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's just, like, amazing to me. You know, the characters, oh. the way that you describe them, the way that even the male characters, well, we didn't go there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that pink is a myth. Yeah, the male characters are interesting, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm very proud of um, Rudia and you know, we only met each other, we didn't know each other for so long, and we just met each other, when was it, last weekend? Uh-huh, at the fashion show, sure did. Uh-huh, yeah, you know, we just have, you know, she just has a, a good spirit, and her spirit vibes with mine, you know, I officially call her my sister, 
and, you know, I love her, you know, and, you know, I will always, I'm waiting for a book number two, and I haven't still seen in the first one. It's like, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to finish it, but, you know, I know I have to finish it, but it's a good book, you know, and I actually, I wanted to, I was going to do something behind your back, and I think I might still do it. I was, I have a connection um, with somebody at Essence about um, Essence, the magazine, and uh-huh. um, I was going to tell them to, to read your book, What Are the Best Summer Reads, you know, to read it. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I would love that. that. Yeah. I would love it to get in the right people's hands, and that'll make Netflix call us quicker. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I'm just glad you like it so far. I just really, yeah, really wanted really people will. to be able to relate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm impressed with even the Caribbean flavor that you have in it and everything. You know, it, it's good, you know. I was like, yeah, she stayed true to her roots even, you know. Yeah, you know how to represent for my island folk, baby. (laughs) Yeah, man, yeah, man. (laughs) So that's what I like the most, you know, the fact that you kept it 100 and you stayed true to your roots. Yeah, and and I'm glad you got that real life aspect out of it. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Shell. Thank you for calling, and I love you. I will. Matter of fact, I'm a, You know, I'm gonna get with you as soon as I get off this phone. <laughs> yeah, I I'll invite you. Yeah, because we got some projects coming up too. Shell is actually um, she got a, a little character in Wet too. A little small part. I'm gonna throw her in. <laughs> so I'm oh, so yeah. excited. I'm so excited. Why do I'm glad you like it. Thank you for that. always supporting and just always, you know, just always recognizing. You know that my love for you guys, pretty much. Aww. it's my pleasure, Dia. As Thank you. This, whoever is online, I don't know who I was speaking to. I know I called to you, but um, the oh no, this is I'm home. just a guest. That's that's his show. This is Jay. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, this I'm is Jay with time. Black Thumpia. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hi. Hey, you're welcome to join. Hi. Thank you for calling. You're uh, you welcome to join. She is. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. I, I oh yeah. Tag, tag on the Say what? I was the I was the one that told you I um, lived a plant based lifestyle. You're making the transition yeah. to what now? To plant based lifestyle. Remember, I told you I have a group for plant based lifestylers. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm. I'm. I apologize. I. I yeah. That's uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you know, I try not to really, you know, brag too much about it. But you know, I love what I'm very passionate about what I do, and I know what works. You know. And um, being in a plant-based lifestyle is, I mean, I love it, you know. So, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I've, I've been vegan for two years, and you're, hey, uh, yeah. you're welcome on Wellness Wednesday to post any of the information on Wellness Wednesday in the group. Anything you have, uh, feel free. Uh, you yeah, know, hashtag have, it Wellness Wednesday. What? I, I have a group on Facebook 
Um, it's called Island Flavor, and um, it's constantly growing. I'm, I'm really impressed with the way it's growing. And, um, you know, I started even I started even a second group, and it's for women only, and it's called Our Secret. And it's for women that suffer with um, fibroids and idiomycosis and stuff like that. And the struggles that women have with dealing with it, it's a deeper situation that men don't even understand, you know. But, you know, we try not to have men, but, you know, women are in there that are actually um, telling their stories and about their pains and what they have to go through when you have fibroids and stuff like that. It's it's very, it's very interesting. So. But anyway, I will post that in the group as well. <laughs> I oh, didn't yeah. call the takeover yourselves. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, definitely, uh Shell Stevens, yeah. you're welcome to post it on Phil and and definitely we appreciate your call. Oh thank you, Shell. You're welcome, Adia. I'll talk to you soon. Then, yeah, and let me know what you think when you finish. <laughs> I will. I will. You already All right. I love you, baby. Get some rest. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, this is the uh, the last five minutes of the show. Um, before I pass the mic to Adrian, though, Radia, real quick, tell us, tell everybody where they can get the book and plug social media right fast. Okay, you can go to Amazon. It's on Amazon and Kindle under Stars Pen. Um, it'll say Wet by Stars Pen. If you just search Wet, it's going to come up some other stuff. So make sure you put in Stars Pen. Um, you can get me on IG at I am the D A Star Baby, and Facebook is Radia Johnson R A D I A H N Johnson. Um, you can also email me for any questions about coaching or. Um, modeling or anything you need me for speaking, any of that stuff at msyp73 at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, just holler at me if you need me. Definitely. And make sure you go get the book. Go get wet. <laughs> or if you need copies, just, you can get it from me as well. If you're local, um, I deliver. So just, you know, send me a message and I'll get one right to you. Excellent. Excellent. Adrian Charleston, the last four minutes of the show. It's a blank canvas, and you can paint whatever you want to paint. And just, just, just say whatever. Go, just go ahead. The mic is yours. Anything. Go for it, Mama. Have, <laughs> have you ever heard the? Uh, I don't know why this made me think of it because one, I can't talk. For, I could talk for four minutes, but I'm just gonna say this real quick. Have you ever listened to the D.L. Hughley show and they had the little girl that reads out the F.U. D.L. Hughley uh, stories? Uh, Emails and stuff that they get in the into the show. No. Uh huh. I know you're Oh my goodness, that's what came to mind, and I was gonna do some fujs, but no, I'm just playing. It's a hilarious you, segment, and I love like that's my favorite segment of the whole D.L. Hughley show. The little girl reading the fu D.L. Hughley notes. But um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna say. You might as well bless him oh, out yeah. one last time on the air. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Go ahead. Yeah. no, 
no, it's, it's been great since the first time I started listening, and I'll keep listening, but since the first time I listened back in, what, was it 2014, 2015? Around yep, about that time when I first started listening. Yep. And mm-hmm. then um, from being a guest to now being a host has been a wonderful, wonderful ride, a great treat. And Jay has been driving the boat the whole way. So, you know, it's a boat, so sometimes it gets rocky. But, you know, I've been staying on. But now i got to dock for a moment <laughs> and get myself together. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll be calling in and stuff. And I just want to say, um, yeah, if you miss me, you can hit me up on my Facebook, Adrian Charleston, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E. Charleston, just like the city of the state. Um, Instagram, AC Butterfly Flow. Business Instagram, Butterfly Flow Life. Um, website, www.adrian-charleston.com. Um, I think that's it. YouTube channel will be coming soon. Um yeah, it'll probably be under Adrian Charleston as well. So, um, as I always tell people, I'm Googleable, so you can Google Adrian Charleston or Butterfly Flow, and you'll find me under all of that. And um, you can get my books, my shirts, and all the wonderful stuff that I have. I'm going to be doing a lot more. Like I said, I'm gonna get my YouTube channel up and running, and um, yeah, who knows what else will come down the pipeline? Because 2019 is not over. Um, although it seems like it's moving very quickly. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we six yeah, months so. in. Girl, we over six months in now. So Is it a short age? Yes. <laughs> it's going, it's going. So yeah, so that's that's it for me. So thank y'all for everything. Thank you, Jay. Definitely. Oh, thank yes. you, Adrian. Yes. yes. Well, I'm sure definitely Glad I made it for her show. <laughs> Yay! Oh, yes. okay. And we're going to collab I'm and do something, so. Yeah. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah, yeah definitely. And and um, and um definitely shout out to Raven. I hope get well soon. I'm going to do the Raven sound yes. effect. Yes. <laughs> definitely. And, and, and everybody tune in next week. We got Reg. The week after that, we have Tracy June. She is going to be her third time as a guest. Uh, she was uh, she spent ten years in federal prison, and uh, and she will talk about, you know, how she bounced back from that after she, you know, her, her experience with being locked up. And uh, that also premieres the same week as Orange Is the New Black. So it's going to be, I guess, we talk about women in prison that week. All right, thank you all. Thank you again, Adrian Charleston. Thank you for all the yes, help. Thank, thank you, you for the butterfly flow. Yes. Yes, true indeed. Yes. And uh, all right. That's our show. You- good night. Good night. Yay, good night. Good night, good night everybody. <laughs> good night. <laughs> good night. Tune in next week, y'all. Oh, yes. Yeah.